let's get started. I'm Joe. I'm Brian, and we are Where's the Rulebook Podcast. We're going to bring you a weekly board game podcast for your lunch break, daily commute, or any other time of the day. For season two, we are changing the format. Instead of focusing on one game and going over the rules to play it, we will have a theme or specific game. We'll discuss our opinions, any cool features, some rulings, and any other thoughts that may come up. And because of popular demand throughout last season, we're going to start ranking the games that we talk about. But we have created a custom scale. We didn't want to do a 1 to 10 or anything. So we have our highest being leave it on the table to the lowest being a hard pass. But we'll go over all five options uh, every week we talk about them. All right, welcome back. And uh, let's get right into the, the question from last week. Thanks for the responses. But for the loudest friend... I really, we should have thought about this more because I feel like I'm trying to decide who it would be. I, I think it depends on the group. Because if we're talking like our group, it, it's probably me. <laughs> really? I was thinking it was maybe me. It's probably both of us. <laughs> we're both equally <laughs> as loud. I tend to get louder in situations when there's groups around. That's true. I feel like I just I kind of feel like it's one of us because we're usually teaching the game or yeah. trying to tell people what to do in the game. We often go uh, <laughs> we often go back and forth on rules <laughs> all the time. Yeah, we sass each other quite a bit. That can't be the way it's done. I've read the rule book. It is. No, it's not right. <laughs> to do that like fifteen times. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, let's see. Loudest friend. Sticking, I guess, with the board game themes for us. I mean, we have friends outside of board games and stuff. Or uh, maybe I will. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I has. To, I feel like I would. I would vote for myself on that one. <laughs> maybe that's why we're both the most humble, and we both are. Both no, I gave up the most humble last night when we were playing Everdell. That means you're humble. No, I like. I like. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't giving it up in a humble fashion. <laughs> it was more of a. Yeah, no, that's not me. <laughs> Yeah, I guess in a board game situation or like in the tech situation, I tend to be kind of like the loud one. If it's not one of those like categories that I'm like comfortable in, I'm it's pretty quiet. Though. That's everybody. <laughs> not ever. I mean, some people are just loud across the board, I feel like. I, I have a friend downstate who is very verbal in every situation, but in, in, in the context of board games and even like our work and lives, I... I I argue that it's probably me. I feel like you're not very loud. I remember like sitting with by you at the office and like you weren't ever. You always had your headphones on and like yeah. not talking to anyone. Like right now we have our headphones. Well, <laughs> we're talking to each other. And technically my mic volume is higher. Are you sure about that? No, the volume <laughs> dial is higher on the soundboard. So they're the same. They look exactly the same. No, 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 no. All right. You well, a bad angle. I'll go first at Everdale then. <laughs> well, for today's game, we have, I think this might be our first game like this that we've talked about. In the sense of size? No, in like the 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 genre, the role. It's not a role, but it's a flip and right type of genre, yeah. which is becoming more and more popular. I actually. What's the other game you have that we play a lot? That's flip and right? Yep. It's yes. got a lot of expansions. So, yeah, that's a uh, Stonemire game, and that's uh, Rolling Realms. But, yeah, same thing. But that's that one's kind of cool because, like, as a Stonemire fan, 
it like touches in all the games and so there's like a wingspan and there's yeah, it's got a lot of tapestry and all those other games that he's made that are so great that they like they touch on those mechanics and then they, like you have to you know you're filling in your squares to get points based on you know collecting the birds or whatever but yeah I don't, we don't talk about these much but we play a, a we, few of them actually. we play a few of them and i feel like they're getting more and more popular i think i don't know if if they got popular during like covid because people could play you didn't have to really be by each other for a lot of them because you, you could play these kind of remotely like i feel like we see we are seeing these more and more a lot coming out this year and i mean one of our favorite games castles has a new one on kickstarter i think is just about to end uh but they have their new one is all is a flip and right it actually reminds me a lot of the game that we're about uh, to do blueprints blueprints is what it's called yeah so it reminds me a lot of this game that we're about to talk about but this is one of those games this is one of the ones i know we've talked about in the past when i played this game for the first time it was one of the first times that i remember thinking i want to see what else this company makes and like probably two years ago before before this before we got but yeah we've been i mean we've been playing board games for quite a while but i feel like i didn't i never really cared about who was making the games i just got games i liked or got games that were popular and just played them and now i'm like oh who makes this game i want to see what else they do and i've done that obviously for a few others like stonemeyer like we just were talking about like oh i like this game so much what i like wingspan what else does he do obviously he had a bunch of games that are older than wingspan uh but this is another one of those ones that i was like this game is really cool i want to see what else they make and there's there's a handful i want to play but i haven't seen them locally and i just haven't felt like pulling the trigger online yet but i mean i i am in the same boat when it comes to games that we play that i start noticing similar mechanics yeah and then i'm like really like this game like the uh ravensburger yep games uh or come on yep uh different publishers or distributors that you're like man i really enjoy this style and then yeah because it, it not always but it does seem like they kind of stick in the genre that they that they do well they, exactly most people don't you know have mechanisms for like every game they play a lot of companies uh, don't have more than one published game though. Like there's there's some companies that like you'll have, like yeah. I really like this game. Like I don't think Castles has others. Berserker, you know they have a bunch. Do they? that Berserker? Yeah, that's Berserker game. Is it? I'm pretty sure. But I mean, I mean, I mean, even for for Castles, I mean the same creator did subdivisions first yeah 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 um stuff like that and then he made it better and changed the theme into castles but i i know yeah so i feel like a few years ago i started looking at this and like this is one of those companies that's one of the first ones i remember doing it for and they have two other games that i really want to play i just haven't i probably just need to buy them online since i haven't been able to see them in store anywhere but for today we're talking about thunderworks games and the two that i wanted to play that i haven't uh, is locked up which is like a prison break type of game and then also i think which is their most popular one is role player uh and so that one you actually are like you're pretty much building like your dnd hero almost it seems like uh it looks really cool it looks really neat it has really cool things with like i think that one that brings dice into the game a little bit uh but for today's game uh we are talking about cartographers this is a game that my wife bought for me when she was traveling 
she thought it looked kind of neat and bought it for me at a store in the upper peninsula here in michigan and brought it home and really liked it and now you own it also i actually tried to pawn off i also own one of the expansions which i didn't know comes in the big box and now i want the stupid big box <laughs> so i already have the expansion but i don't have the box for the expansion anymore because i like tried to shove everything into one box and it doesn't really fit you should message message them just be like can i buy it i probably should so like yeah the big box sure comes with with their expansion which is heroes which is a fantastic expansion but i already have it so i don't need it again but it comes with a bunch of other stuff too so i probably will just get it if they if they say go fly a kite i'd be like okay whatever i'll just go fly, go a, kite fly and, a kite and i'll buy your big box at the same time no but, th this game is there there's a game similar to this uh blockus yeah in a sense it's 3d this is a you write but that game is very similar in the sense that there's one big board you're putting like tetris like shapes yeah but this everyone has their own board and we're all basically the lore of the game as we discussed beforehand was the queen of the land it wants us as cartographers to yeah, we are cartographers in that kingdom yeah apparently they Eating. they have multiple because this game is actually playable from one to a hundred plus people <laughs> um so apparently this kingdom has a lot of cartographers a lot they, of land a lot of land a lot of maps <laughs> that they can build but yeah they uh but yeah we are cartographers in in this kingdom and like you said we're sent on this journey for the queen yeah we're just surveying the land and we're creating the best map so that she can have a new land and we're become what, what was it what was he say beforehand the uh the master cartographer oh what did it say it was something funny expert the yeah you, so if you win you become the greatest cartographer in the kingdom whoa which with a kingdom of potentially a hundred plus cartographers, I mean that's probably a good uh, thing to have on your resume. It's a big, <laughs> yeah. There's a hundred of us, but I'm the best. Yeah, I'm the best one, and the rest of them are just here. I don't know why we have so many of the same profession. We really should work on having some other people in our kingdom. Yeah, we don't have any food, but yeah, we can map. Yeah, our maps are awesome. But the reason why it's playable up to hundred is. You get a, uh, is it 50 or 100 of these? Sheets? You get 100 of the sheets to start to, in the box. So there's, there's yeah, 100 sheets. So you can, you can buy more on their website. Yeah. So that's how it's 100 plus technically. But yeah, you get 100 map sheets and they're double sided. Easy and harder. Easier. Yeah. Yeah, I guess easy or and hard. Or normal and hard. Normal and hard probably. Because yeah, the, the hard one just has a big like chasm in the middle. yeah in the middle of the map that you can't put anything which you have no idea what you're going to put yet because we haven't talked about it but there's a big area in the middle of the map that you just can't put anything which just makes the game harder technically but yeah you also in the original box you get the cards that are going to be what we are exploring and there are different types of lands they might be rivers or pastures or forests or maybe other villages we get our scoring cards which are going to be the end of round bonus cards there's yep. i think there's four yeah there's four for each season technically um so there's 16 scoring cards really cool because they have monster cards or like negative cards so, so there's four of those in the in the initial box yep and then there's just the layout cards for this you get the four season cards and the a b c and d 
which tells you, you know, what season it is currently. Yeah. So you can keep track of that. But And you get some pencils. I feel like I would like it if it came with color pencils, but... You're talking pencils. about six times, times 36 colored pencils. Yeah, that's true. I guess that'd be too much. <laughs> if you only had six colored pencils and you had to share, this game would take forever. Yeah, you wouldn't want to share them, that's for sure. It would take way too long, and then people would just start not using them anyways. Because in this game, you... The turns are all taken at the same time. Yep. So when the when a card is flipped, you're like, okay, everyone can draw this river or farmland or house. Everyone can choose on their board where to put it. Exactly. Yeah. So the card will have one or two. There's one card that has all of, has five options, but most of them are one or two, and then they have a shape or potentially two shapes that you can that you have to put on your map somewhere. So you get to choose. Yep. Do I want to put another village or do I want to put the river or whatever it might be? Or sometimes you can get gold. Yes. Yeah, I think... I, I don't actually... I think all of the ones that have two shapes, the smaller of the two shapes, have a gold value to them, which is just points. Yeah, so... Because the scoring cards, the end-of-round scoring, are specific sometimes it's more beneficial to go for the coins and the coins are just like the end of round scoring yeah every round you score the coins I how think many you got the interesting part with the coins that you score the so if you got if you get a coin in the spring it counts the you whole time count that coin every season i think that's the part that catches up people the most in yeah. this game because they forget they like which coins i already get and i was like it doesn't matter you get all of them yeah. again in the, the scoring sheet beautiful layout I like how there's no wasted space. I like that it's on the player map, too. It's not a separate thing. Yeah. Not a separate pad. You see a lot of games, you know, we obviously talk about, you know, Cascadia and stuff, and they get a separate scoring pad. So, but this is on the player board. Really nice. So really quick, while we're talking about the player board, there is something it does that I think is so cool. You obviously write your name. Sure. And you write a title because you can do whatever you want. So usually I say, like, I'm Joe the best yeah. <laughs> or Joe the awesome or something silly. But it gives you a spot to do your own, like, clan. Yeah, like your, your own, family crest. And your own yeah. crest. And you can draw and make whatever you want. I'll do, like, a, I'll do like a crow or, like, a pumpkin or something. <laughs> you did the weird S thing that everyone did in middle school. Yeah, in the 90s. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, that thing had that name, but I have no idea what it was called. I don't know. You called this one my land. True. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But yeah, you not needed for the game at all, but cool that they like add it and like it's kind of fun and sometimes it's personal. Like you makes it personal. Every once in a while when I'm playing with someone, I'm just like, just put your name on the sheet. You don't need to come up with the rest. Like it's fine. But yeah, all the sheets are depending on what side you play on, they're all the same. Yep. So like there's mountains on every every sheet, they're in the exact same spot. So it's not like you have to like randomly pick one or anything. They're those are all exactly the same. And the cool thing of the double side is that you can play this on the normal mode. And play it again. And then you can you flip the paper over and you play the harder side. Like I was telling you before we started recording, usually I just keep them and like my wife and I will play the harder side when we're playing just the two of us or whatever uh i think it's really cool because it allows this game to be played up to 200 times yeah which people are probably thinking like oh it's got a limit but 
I've played this a lot with my wife. And we probably went like 10 of these. Yeah. One side. Yeah, I haven't needed to buy a second one. And we play it quite a bit. <laughs> because it came with a second one when I bought Heroes, technically. But, oh, really? I didn't know that. But then you also, there, there's a bunch of different just map packs out there that have themes and stuff, too. So you can buy one that has, you know, lava flowing through it. I or saw like that. rivers that flow through it. And it, they're super cheap. Uh, but you can just buy new maps and that just changes, you know, what, what you play on. The whole game itself is cheap. When you told, like, I don't remember. Obviously, I didn't buy it. My wife bought it for me. But wow, there's a six map packs? Yeah, I think there's cow. six, yeah. Uh, and you were saying, like, oh, yeah, I think when I picked it up, we were together when you bought it. And you're like, I think it was like 20 bucks. And I was like, no, it had any more than that. Cause like, this game is so good. And there's a lot of pieces that come with it. For, but yeah, $24.95 is MSRP on this game. Which is crazy. Because if we're talking like, I actually bring this game. This is one of the three games I bring with my wife when we travel because it's small. It's so small. You can easily take it out of the box and put it somewhere else. And you don't have to. The box is almost perfectly sized. Yeah, we usually like, so we take ours. And I take our wingspan box or I take our Cascadia box, which are one I have in my hand. I take out all of the inserts. Yeah. And I just like fill it with other games oh, also. Got it, got so that, like this one I take out just to fill. Well, this one I usually keep in the box and then I will take Cascadia, but I put everything in like the bag. Yeah. Yep. Because it's so easy. Yeah. But for, for this, the quality, it doesn't need organization because everything just fits yeah. in there. I would love a card box of some sort because like they kind of slide around in there but they don't need it I, I don't want them to do like you know the classic like plastic where you put the card because then it limits so much other stuff but the card quality is just like a playing card it's solid yeah for 25 dollars like i would expect worse cards oh yeah these are everything's great they have great art yeah everything's well designed every card is unique yep it's got art which is yeah, they so have like a, to see the a whole top of the card is art, and then they have like the different shapes and stuff that you'd be building. And I don't think there's duplicates. I don't think looking at the so. deck now. Now that I can think of offhand, I mean, so the shapes will be the same occasionally. There's only like you know, just like Tetris, there's only like five or six different shapes that you build. But so sometimes the sh you might have the same shape on two, but even the monsters, like the monsters are all different. Yeah, they're just really good. Yeah, even the ruins, they're all different. Yeah, even though there's two ruins, they're, they're in, the, in the initial game, there's two ruin cards, and even those are different, <laughs> which they could have easily just used the same ruin card for both. And the paper is just a piece of paper. Yeah. Nothing fancy. Nothing but fancy, it's... but a lot of color. It's not white. Like, it has a, yeah, the, the coins across the bottom of the yellow, like, highlighted area almost. And then the scores for each season. So, yeah, this game is played over four seasons. You score two of the, I'm going to call them the Queen's Favors. I forget what they technically are called. I think they're just called scoring cards. But you, you score two of the scoring cards in each season. And it tells you, you know, what two scoring cards you're going to score. Yep. On the, on the season card, it'll say A and B for spring. So you look at what cards are lined up with the A card and the B card. Yep. And those are the two that you score. And they never change. Yeah, they don't change it throughout the game or anything. There's no secret scoring for each player. You always it's, know what's yeah. coming. And you always know what's coming, too, because you see all four scoring cards in the very beginning, so you yep. know what you're working towards. And each scoring card is scored twice throughout the game. Yep. Um, so A is scored in spring, but then it's scored again in winter, which is the last season. 
and then B is scored in the two seasons, you know, spring and summer next to each other, stuff like that. But and each each scoring card is a specific landscape. Yeah. So like one will be just forest, one will be just the houses, the other farm one, and uh, farm, river, river, and, and then the, the other one. the the fourth one is more of an area control type of yeah score. Did it's you like, have straight? Did you fill in everything across the line or yeah. diagonal? Or did you like completely surround a mountain or something? Yep. They have different area control type of ones than that one. Well, what I like about this is that since you can see all of them, uh, when you're flipping the cards to see, okay, what can I draw? You might flip a forest, and the forest might not be till winter. Yeah. But because it's not till or fall, fall, winter, whatever. Fall, winter, yeah. You could still be like, okay, I'm going to fill this, but I can get ready for when that's time to score. Yep, exactly. And some of them, like... They obviously that you get more and more points as you get more and more forests or the bigger village or and so like, yeah you get a bigger village and you get more and more points so in spring your a is going to score but hopefully in winter which is the last season your a is going to score more points because <laughs> you yeah. have more time to put more items around it or whatnot in each season card you play in the same order every time i guess you could technically switch the order like you could start in summer if you wanted to like eh. I, don't, I don't see why you would but you could i would just say keep it in the right order of the what happens in a yeah. year but you could technically start anywhere i don't see why you wouldn't be able to and the scoring cards are not dependent on the seasons it's random yep yeah just random for one of each type and then you just put them out a b c and d but then the the season cards also have something that tells you how long you're going to be in that season so the top left corner there's a number and that's how many points or time you spend in that season so spring and summer are the longest two so they're clearly not in northern michigan because we like literally don't have a spring and then fall and then winter is the shortest again clearly not in northern michigan <laughs> unless that meant six months because then i guess that is accurate so and so each of the seasons have different time frames the game is the same amount of points every time you play. There's not different season cards to play. But then as you flip these cards for your exploring cards, in the top left also has a value. Yeah, so a little hourglass. You just count up after each card you flip. You count up and you say, am I at or above the season? If you are, you move into the end of round scoring. If you're not, you flip another card. Some cards are zero, so they don't cost anything to... There's no time, and other cards cost, you know, two. I think is the most. I don't think there's any threes. There might be. It's it's crazy because some rounds, I mean, if you have, let's say you're in winter, technically you can only get three cards. Yeah, you could draw. That's it makes it really short. That is one thing that you. So the exploring cards after the season, you shuffle them together again. Yep. Um, we'll talk about something you do in addition to in just a second. And then you flip them back over and you play with the same season. You play with the same exploring cards in each season. So, yeah, you could see the settlement all four seasons. So that could be one thing they could, you know, expand on in the game is having different cards per season. Eh. Makes it more difficult, makes the box way more difficult to keep organized. But you could do something fun like that, too. There's quite a few season cards but I get it. Yeah. But that, that, that makes it different. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's, like we said, there's 15 or oh, 13 exploring cards and you only are, I mean, at the most, you're going to draw eight of them. I mean, if you happen to draw one values for every one. Nope. Cause you get zeros. Oh, 
Yeah, it's true. I don't think you can draw all 13 in one season because <laughs> there's some that are two. And then I think there's more twos. There's a lot of twos. Than zeros. But the zeros are always like the wild. Yeah, the, there's a one wild one. And technically the ruins, I think, are also zero. Yep. They... But I guess let's talk about ruins first and then we'll talk about the monsters, which I was going to talk about. The ruin card is, it just tells you, so on your map, like we talked about, there are the mountain tiles that are there. And then there are random little shaded ruin. It's like broken pillars. Yeah, little broken pillars. And so if you flip a ruin card, there's no design on the ruin card for what you draw. What you do is you flip another card and that shape or whatever you decide from that card has to go over top of one of your ruins. If it can. If it can. Um, so you have to put it on a ruin. The, the card you always have to play the full shape if you can. If you can't play the full shape of the card for whatever reason, not if you don't want to, if you can't play the full shape, yep. you have to choose the type of card it is, if it's a village card or a forest card or whatever, and you just do one single square yep. wherever you want. So the same thing does happen for the, out, the, the ruins. If you can't fit the shape there, you then just do a single one. If you can't do that still, you then, then then you put a single one anywhere on the map kind of thing. Yep. And then the other type of special card are the monster cards. You start with one, so you actually start with 14 cards in the first season. And the monster cards, when you draw them, they tell you what to do, but you will either rotate your map to the right or to the left, those little arrows on it. Yep. And the your opponent then draws that shape, and those are all negative points sort of what they are is like anything around it is negative yep. <laughs> so you want to as a as the opponent you're trying to put that in the most open area on the map usually to get the most negative points at the end of the round for that player you could technically butt it up against the edge or around a mountain if you want to but less negative points right but there could be reasons you want to do that because maybe the scoring card says like it's the strategic part. Yeah. Because, like, for instance, this one is a T yep. block, like in Tetris. And off the bat, that's negative eight. Yeah. If you just put it in open space, that's a lot of points. Yeah. Especially when, you know, coins are worth one and some of these you might not even get. However, if someone's one away from, like, a diagonal, those are usually worth a lot of yeah, points. Yeah, exactly. The area coverage ones, you know, you might be getting eight points or six points for it if you have a whole column or row so this could also like stop it and give them negative so this, so, is, this is the part that the monsters still count in the area control one because it's, yep. it's filled square yep. but there's some that you know you have to have forest on the right so if it calls out a certain type that's when that would come into play right and those ones that, you know have rivers next to villages so if you have a village and you're like, I'm going to block that village so no rivers can go there, you could put that monster there also. So you can put it wherever you want. That's but, true. Um, but yeah, in most part, it's just negative points for the open spaces throughout it. But if you don't draw one. If you don't draw one, you still put a new one in. So at the end of the season, when you shuffle those Explorer cards, you grab another one of the monsters and you put them in, you shuffle it in, and then there's two or three or so four. Theoretically. You could draw. You could never get a monster. Yeah. You could also get all four of them. You could get all four in winter, which is Ooh. hard because then where are you gonna put it? Yeah, the map is usually pretty getting pretty full at that point, and so you can start doing a lot of single spots and stuff. But yeah, you could very much draw multiple in the same or none ever. 
just a really cool like simple and then you pass the card the map back to the original player so you don't keep that map yep. forever you just fill it out you pass it back and then they they get to go on so once you flip the exploring cards and you've reached the value or you're greater than the value on the season that's when you do your scoring and so you the first thing you do is you look at the season and then you score the two scoring cards so for spring you score a and you score b Yep. So whatever A and B is, you just write your number down there. The next thing you score is the coins. So how many coins you currently have? How many coins you currently have? Which I think that's as easy as this game is. That's the biggest hang up I feel like for new players. But yeah, so coins that you collect if you you know chose the smaller space or if, if you, you surrounded a mountain. Yep. If you surrounded the mountain with a cross, you get a coin. Also, All adjacent sides. Which uh, they show a little coin on the mountain. And so you just fill in one of the little squares and then you just put the number of coins you have total. And then the last one is the monster, which is going to be a negative. Then you add up all four spots and that's your current score for that season. And then you see across the bottom, there's, you know, the four spots and then the fifth for the total number of points. So then you points wins. Yeah. Most points wins. No one goes first because it's everyone goes (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. Um, so there's no one, there's no rule about who goes first, but I guess that's fine because there is no first player. Uh, just the, whoever is the greatest cartographer in the world. I think the one, like the thing that they show you the little pictures of like the, the fields or the houses, the trees. Really, you just have to make sure you are drawing something that you know what they are. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, super artsy to, like, draw these really fancy villages in your little spot. You can if you want to. There's some people get fancy. Yeah. Colored pencils. You got stamps. I got stamps uh, for one of, uh, I think it was birthday or something. Came with a little stamp pad, and they're, like, dual-sided with all the different icons. So you would stamp it in the green, and you stamp the tree down on on the spot super cool one of those etsy finds that people are way more creative than me and <laughs> we use them and we don't travel with those because it takes up yeah space, it takes but quite a bit we just use a pencil when we travel but yeah we use them around here that's the game yeah it does have a one player mode i have never played it i probably won't the one player mode literally is just play the game count your score yeah, and a lot of games it gives you a title nowadays. so like it technically does have a one player mode but I, I don't care about that. <laughs> Unless the game has a, an actual mechanic, whether it's a deck or a player sheet or something special. I, I don't like when player modes are like, yeah, just play the game. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get this, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes to cartographers, what I like most about it and what beats it against a lot of other games is twofold. One is the price point. So cheap. 20 to 25 dollars it's a pickup it's so easy and the number two it's it, it's so easy yeah <laughs> the game itself is is awesome because just like let's take a game like tetris tetris can be played by a five-year-old or a 90-year-old they get it you just lay yep. the blocks well this game is similar just yep. draw in the blocks yep and it's doesn't matter how old you are if you can draw as long as you can identify what block you're using like that's <laughs> that's how old you have to be and that's what makes this game so fun is you know i have like my wife who isn't she's not great at like the real complex board games but she loves this 
because it's fun. It's easy. It's just, you know, yeah, putting pieces into the pie. Exactly. <laughs> You're just filling in the, the map. Rated pretty high for how simple and easy it is. It's, I mean, 7.7 on Board Game Geek. It's which, quite high. Which is quite high for a game that's been out since 2019. It's 15th in family games. Which is crazy. So like, and like family game is so, so many games out there. So like it's, it's crazy high for that. I don't hear anyone talk about this though. That's the crazy That's part. the thing. You don't see them in store. And that's why I haven't bought those other two. Cause I just, like, I'd like to support either a local or even when I'm traveling or whatever, I, I will Google board game stores and go to one. Just haven't seen these out much. There was, a, there was one that I got heroes from, but they only had heroes. They didn't have any of the the other ones this wasn't even up here we were on a work uh trip when you bought it in yeah. ohio yeah you were in ohio when you bought it i was downstate in grand rapids when i bought heroes which is the expansion one of the expansions it's the only like real expansion i would say the other ones are just add-ons in my opinion like you can get new maps and yeah some of the new maps might come with cards and stuff too but they're very basic and they're ten dollars you're, you're if you buy the base game you're gonna play it forever yeah and heroes is the same price as the base game you don't need the base game to play heroes you really can, you I, can play just heroes if you wanted to i don't own heroes so and it does all the same stuff other than their monster types instead of just being a monster or an m they have like trolls or dragons oh that's kind of cool stuff like that so you put a z because like the, the zombies and the zombies <laughs> actually expand throughout the game and stuff because like zombie plague oh, is outbreaking cool. and stuff so they do other things but then you also instead of drawing monsters you can draw heroes which have swords instead of the monster face and you can defeat monsters that way oh that's clever so it just adds that and then i think it also added uh no not maybe it wasn't this one that added there's one that adds skills hmm. so like your player might be like you get to add an extra wooded area whenever you play a wooded one and stuff like there's skills kind of like you see in a lot of games but very basic stuff yeah you get a map pack you get like cards you can play this either the big box comes with heroes and three or four of the map packs wow for 50 bucks so like great deal yeah you basically it's just like buying yeah both of them exactly heroes is 25 the maps are all 10 each so you're already at 55 right there yeah and you get a box to hold everything so makes sense and they do sell the maps in random like packs also there might be a map that you get multiple in for yeah 15 bucks or something they put them on little deals and stuff but but it's it's so crazy to me that I don't see it. Also, we've talked to a lot of people, and when they play it, they love it. Yeah. However, they never heard of it. That's <laughs> it's just like Everdell's everywhere. Yeah. Which people, is a great game. People know Everdell. People know Wingspan. People but it's know like, Catan. This game's awesome because it's like a 30-minute game. Yeah. It's, and it's a travel game. It's super quick. I mean, you have, what, 50 cards total? Like, you could put this in a fanny pack if that's what you were traveling with like you could fit this game with yeah, you. and you could just if you wanted to just grab a few of these and fold them in half or something exactly a few of the maps and whatnot and each of the scorecards has a really detailed like what it means it like shows you a picture which usually is helpful once you know do you say a fanny pack yeah all right 
Fanny packs are cool again. Sure, go ahead. Um, so the scorecard has like a picture that tells you what they are, and then it also has a little detail of what that means. So if you if you're questioning what that score means, but then it also even has a bigger breakdown in the rule book again about each scoring card and how to score them out. So you don't need that after you play a few times because they they for the most part make yeah, sense. And they tell you in the bottom, like you said. Yeah, but yeah. The rule book has a little more, even more detail than the bottom of the card does, but. I mean, it just kind of clarifies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Weight. Very light. Super easy to learn. Yeah. I mean, I don't even. This is a game where I don't even think you need to play twice to figure it out. No. no. First game after the first season, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, exactly. And the first season, I mean, it is one of the larger seasons, technically, with eight points for the time frame. But it goes by pretty quick. And because it goes by quick, you only have those, you know, maybe five to eight cards or whatever, however many points you drew out there. So even if you don't know what you're doing yet, you're not out of the game yet either. Like there's a good chance that you could, if you, even if you bomb the first season, you can still, you know, win if you do really well in the next three kind of thing. It's, it's just such a fun game because it's not cooperative. You are versing each other. But you don't interact unless the game tells you to. Yeah, unless you draw. And everyone's one. interacting at the same time. Yep. So there's no one getting like an advantage. And it's cool that it doesn't rotate the same way every time. A lot of games you see like, oh, to the person Always to the your person left right. or the right. This one it switches back and forth. So like, even if you are sitting next to someone who, you know, maybe is going harder or understands the game more, they're not going to be the same one that hits your board every time because maybe they not might the hit next you person. At all. Yeah, they might never get to you. Or the next time a monster gets drawn. It goes the other way, which is the person who's never played the game. So like it, I like that it switches that up too, so it's not always the same. It just it lets it not create animosity. Yeah. So everyone is just everyone's on the same playing field. Everyone has the same because it's the same board, the same cards, the yep. same rules, the same monsters, everything. That's what I like about it is you everyone has their chance to create their own map. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, who can create the best? Exactly. Yeah, super simple. I mean, and that's when I go and like play with my parents and whatnot. A lot of times, I'm like, well, like we want to play a new game, but we don't want to like learn a new game. I'm like, no, this one, you don't have to learn this one. Like, yeah, you already know how to play this game. You just don't technically know how to play this and, game. And I've taught this game a couple times so far. And the most I've ever played with was four people, which I don't think I want to play with more than four. It's a lot of people. I've played this with like eight or nine. Wow. Um, and because the turns are all the same way, it does take a little longer, uh, depending on like your table or where you are. You might have sure. to pass the card around to show them oh, so what it is, so it. they can see it. But yeah, we've played it with a larger number of people, and it's it's just as fun. It just might take a little bit longer. I would say it adds a little bit of time, but not anything crazy by any means. Whenever I teach it, I always tell them if you can play Tetris, you can play this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever played this for more than the. They say 30 to 45 minutes, and I feel like that's... That's perfect. Yeah, I don't think I've 30 ever, minutes? I don't think I've ever played this still more than I've played for like... When my wife and I played, we played like 20. Yeah, two-player, you can get through this pretty quick. What game was it? It was uh, oh Stardew Valley's board game that it had a time per the number of players you play with. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. It made sense. Because a lot of the games do, you know. If you're playing with two or three, like, yeah, it's going to take 45 minutes or whatever. 
but if you add that fourth, it adds another 10 minutes or if you, you know, like whatever. Well, like that game, it was 45 per person. Yeah, 45 per person, which I thought was a little heavy. I didn't think it took that long. It did. I think it took like an hour and a half for the three of us to play, which wouldn't it be? That's. Did it take an hour and a half? I feel like it, maybe. Maybe not. I don't it know. It wasn't like two and a half or two and 15. I don't remember. And I don't feel like it was <laughs> over two. But like, I, I really like that concept of number of players. Like, even in a game like this, maybe like, yeah, you yeah, take you... 30 minutes. And then if you play with more than five, just add five minutes per five people. You I mean, play you with just, they could have just said 15 minutes per person. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool. And that's what I was saying. I, was like, I, I hope more games start doing that. Because, yeah, even if you play this one player, you're not playing this for 30 minutes in the solo mode, I can't imagine, unless you're really slow at drawing. <laughs> I mean, the most, when it comes to, like, spring and summer, you're just filling in empty space. It's not until, like, fall and winter that you actually start being like, okay, where can I get the most points? Yeah. <laughs> and then by then, you're, you're filled in a lot, and those are shorter seasons. Yep. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't think making this game like an hour long is even possible. No, unless you really are like I don't know. Oh yeah, like current game, you couldn't. No, I don't think no you can way. make it go more than forty five minutes. How long does Heroes add? Uh, I think it's the same. I don't, it doesn't because it's the same game. It just adds a couple. Yeah, it just adds the the hero people. They might say forty five. I don't have that one pulled up on Board Game Geek. I don't have the box anymore because I kept it in the a normal box, but. Oh, yeah, the scales is a mini expansion. Yeah, and then you just get tool. Yep. You just get the new skill cards per player for each player to get. And just like, uh, oh, what's the desert game and island game? Forbidden Island. Just like that, you draw a skill in the beginning of the game, and that's just your skill that you have. But yeah, the hero says uh, 30 to 45 minutes also. Same best. Actually, their community says one to ten. On the normal games, was one to nine for community, but but and it's seven point nine on board game geeks. So a little bit higher than the uh, the original. It just does something newer. It adds more maps. Yeah, it's two cards. two years newer, so it came out in twenty twenty one. But yeah, and like I was saying, this is one of those games that when I first played, it, I was like, this game was great. It's super simple. It's fun what else do they do i want to know and like every store i talk to like do you guys have anything by thunderworks and they're like oh no we, have, we don't have any of those games and i was like you guys need these games <laughs> like everywhere i go i'm always disappointed that they don't have a shelf of like grab and go games uh, that are great yeah that are not like like machi coral yep cartographers games that are smaller uh, sushi go yeah that don't need a so, complex amount of not our sponsor obviously but blue bridge games in grand rapids that's exactly my point yeah they have a great they have layout. a two-player section they have yep. a grab and go section they're fantastic they're so did you know that they're only four years old i they just had their fourth birthday like no idea i was like you you that store was, is so good i was there in the pandemic yeah. So it makes, I, I didn't know they were that old or new. They weren't that new. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I thought for sure, like when I went there for the first time, I was like, this store is awesome. They have so many games. I bought games from them every time I go to Grand Rapids. They're, they're always nice. They're, they're fantastic. Actually, the first time I ever went there, we were there to go and see Hamilton. 
uh, and so we were there, and they're like, oh, and it was during COVID, so, you know, we had our masks yep, on and everything. Yep, same here. And they're like, oh, what, what brings you in the area? Because I said I wasn't from that. I wasn't from here. And she's like, oh, what brings you down? And I was like, oh, we're going to see Hamilton. She's like, oh, that's funny. We're going to see it tonight, too, because <laughs> it's her and her husband or partner, I'm not sure, that run the store together. Sure. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going tonight, too. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Like, hope you enjoy the show. Bought some games and left. Got to Hamilton, sit down, and I look back. The owners are one seat behind us. <laughs> we're like, oh, hey, we just met you at your store like a couple hours ago. And we like literally were sitting next to each other in Hamilton. That's amazing. Which is just so funny. But yeah, that that store is awesome. And when I saw that they had the fourth birthday, I was like, no way. Like that store looks like a store that's been there for 20 years. Because yeah. they had like such a good layout. They had it's amazing collection. Layout. So many games there. I was like, you four years you've done this? Like, that's amazing. Kudos to them. And four years, like, with a pandemic, <laughs> like, yeah. they did that. Like, such a good layout. And, like, I now, I, whenever I go, we actually went down there for a wedding later. I go, bought some games from them. I bought the couple, like, a gift card for them because they played some games. I'm like, I don't know what game you guys want. Go to this awesome store in your town. <laughs> yeah. So cool. But, yeah, they do that. They have that selection of... But grab and goes and it's just blowing my mind that more places don't i feel like, like this is like the game that would be like in the center yeah it's like this is great if you just need something quick if you want something easy yeah for your trip grab it go yeah i feel like just having good games that you can play with small number or big number yeah. are like the two different categories there and then like quick games that are still fun like they're hard to find yeah i mean fun and not super competitive yeah not anger inducing yeah like you just have a good time exactly like such a good game and yeah i feel like a lot of a lot of stores do it like alphabetical order or whatnot which is helpful when you're looking for something but when you're not looking for something in particular I, it's like are you ever so here's a good question are you ever looking for a game specifically yeah I feel like I, I definitely have went to stores being like, I'm looking to get sure, this game Sure, sure, sure. But let's say nine out of ten times. Do you just go in? Like, I know we do. We just walk every aisle and I go, oh, I've never seen that yeah, before. Yeah, I don't. I, probably most of the time I go in, I'm probably not looking for something. I always have an ongoing list of things that when yeah, I Yeah, we have a wish list. Like, when I see this game, I'm probably going to buy it when I see it kind of stuff. Just like I did. Um, I just bought Ark Nova. Oh, yeah. You have to open that and play it soon. But yeah, so I have like that kind of stuff, but should have brought it. You should have. Oops. But yeah, I feel like I go usually I have like something I'm like kind of looking for or like a style maybe I'm kind of looking for. Or a thought. Yeah. I'm looking for this specific kind of game. Okay. Makes sense. But I mean the alphabetical is great when you are just like looking for something. But like we've seen some stores that have such weird layouts or like, none or none just, like even none is sometimes better than some of the weird ones that we've seen like when i was in minnesota there was one oh gosh i can't, i i don't remember the name of the store i don't want to call it out anyway <laughs> but where i was but it was a really cool store really awesome but they had no layout yeah like yeah all the copies were next to each other but it was just like and there's some stores that we see in town that don't even have the copies next to each other. Yeah, that's annoying. You're but like, oh, did I see that already? And you have to like go back and look. And I'm like, oh, so I pick it and I move it. And today I was actually just before you came over, I was at a store, and I was just looking. I was just wasting some time, and I was like, 
oh, that's weird. That game says it's $50. The game right behind it, which is the exact same game, said $60. The one behind that said $45. <laughs> all the same game. I was like, I, I handed them all five copies they had, and I was like, these prices are all wrong. <laughs> I don't work here, but you should probably fix that. Yeah, you're like, I would have bought it, but... I, I already own it. <laughs> Great game. It was Small World. Highly recommend that game. <laughs> but yeah, I already own it. My box is broken. I got that shipped from a, a normal store, and it came damaged, so I oh. complained. Like, my boxes, all four corners are ripped. Oh. And so I complained. They gave me, like, a $20 gift card or something. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care that much. I just taped it. Yeah, no, it's just taped. But <laughs> I have, uh, I don't have Small World. I have the World yeah, the of Warcraft, Warcraft version. One. Because I'm a nerd. Yeah. And I went to a store in Florida a few years back. I walked in and I was like, I actually like asked, I was like, are you guys open? And they're like, oh yeah, come on in. I was like, okay. Like they had like empty boxes on, like I had to like step over like boxes. Some of them broke down. Like he's like, just move stuff oh, out of your way. Man. Do you remember when we were in Ohio and he went to that one that was like a corner? Oh yeah. Like the guy, whole like, oh my God. Every store. Was I was like, shady as heck. I was like, we have to be in the wrong spot. Cause like every store, it looked like old school, like it, strip mall type of building. Every store was closed. Next to it, a cigar place. And then it's like in that one corner, there's like four little stores in the back corner of this parking lot. And we're like, oh God. This It was shady. And like, I was like, oh man, this is not good. Yeah. We went inside and. That was one if I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have gotten out of my car if I was by myself. <laughs> but it was a store and they had barely anything. They didn't have, they didn't have run much. down. And this had to be a front. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a whole lot. And. Yeah, when we were traveling, I think we went to like eight different board games. We did. We that, traveled a lot that week because <laughs> we were there for a week, and we were like, yeah. we went to like every store that we could find. <laughs> but we didn't see any Thunderwork games in any of those stores, <laughs> for the record. Well, you did. I lied. You saw. You bought cartographers. I bought cartographers. So yeah, you lied. But you bought Unmatched. I did buy. Yeah, bought Unmatched. We, we played a lot there, and then I bought Crisis Protocol figures. Oh yeah, because we that was when we were just starting to get into Marvel games. Yep. Oh, those Marvel games, I yeah. should say. And time, man. Time flies. Yeah. Oh, Unmatched has that, like, Adventures game coming out soon. I sent you the... Yeah, it's, like, out of nowhere. And, like, there's not a lot of detail. It's, like, that was, like, the trailer they posted. It was just an image. It was just, like... it was Well, the like it had a, a video. Oh, did it? Yeah, like, oh. the, the news article just had the, the logo of it. But, yeah, it, like, had this, like, old-timey, like, radio broadcaster, like, saying... It, it made me think of... Oh, what is that really old War of the Worlds? Oh, like, yeah. It made me think of that. Like, it was like a staticky radio broadcaster, like, talking about how this was, like, coming. Yeah. But then not, I have no idea what it is. I don't know if it's, like, a board game. Aliens, apparently. Like, if it's just a theme. <laughs> if it's, it might just be that theme. Like, because they do a lot of, like, IPs. So maybe they have, like, a World of War no idea. coming or something. I have no idea. But super excited to see what they're doing. I think this actually has a digital. Cartographers has a digital iOS game, but it's like ten bucks when the game itself is only like twenty. And I was like, I don't know. It's a, it's a game where you. I don't want to like push a butt. Like yeah, I want to draw it, and it's I don't know. There's a, there's a cool aspect of you are actually making a map. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a, a paper map, not like a digital thing. Yeah. I don't know. It adds the aesthetic of like you are actually drawing the map. Yep, exactly. I, yeah, I I will always want to play a physical game over digital for sure. It ruins it. I've tried playing parts of it. It ruins parts of it. Some of it, like, 
now I like I haven't played it now in a while, but like I would rather have played Magic on Arena than in person. Like a lot of this fun because that was like fun. I didn't have like all the automation stuff. Like it was just that worked out really yeah. well. And then also you could they had a paywall, but you also could just grind, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, because I was like I don't want to buy new cards. That's why I got out of playing Magic. I, I didn't want to buy boosters. Yeah. But like let me just play the daily challenge and get boosters. That's cool. <laughs> But yeah, I kind of stopped playing that too completely. But that's its own conversation altogether. We'll do one day. I think we have it somewhere on our schedule that we talked about doing Patreon, like a like a digital like board <laughs> games di- playing digital kind of thing. It's a good topic. Yeah, I know a lot of them have like companion apps, which I think is really good. Gloomhaven had a lot. Gloomhaven has a lot of them, which saved us. I think a lot of the times it helped yeah. us quite a bit. But even like little ones, like so, I just recently got. Uh, Cuphead, the board game. Oh, and yeah. There's a, a companion app for that, which just includes, like, the timer. And then you also, instead of, like, counting up your score yourself, there's only, like, four scores, but instead of counting them up, you type them into the app, and it tells you what grade you got. That's cool. That's cool. I was like, oh, this is, and the timer was just really nice, because it's like, are you ready? Go! <laughs> the same version of, like, you know, the game, instead of just doing a normal phone timer. That's kind of fun. So that was cool. But then, this, like, as much as I love Stonemeyer. They have a scorekeeping app now for all of the, you select what game you're playing, but like it, it's clunky. It's not great. Huh. Like I, I don't use it. Like I'd rather use a piece of paper. I mean, the most I ever use is the music uh, oh, website. Yeah. The mellow dice. I don't oh. know if we've talked about that on here. Well, that, when, we, when, we, when we talk about our like accessories. Oh yeah. We'll, we do we'll, have an accessory one coming up. We'll talk about that. But yeah. It's, it's just so cool. Quick spoiler look up mellow dice you're gonna love it yeah super cool um but yeah let's uh i guess let's wrap up cartographers here let's finish our maps and decide uh where do you rank this one for me it's easy this is on the shelf i think this is a must own for its price point its easeability for its compactability for travel you can play this anywhere yeah. with anyone it, it's a no-brainer that if like if you have a collection this is a really easy include. It, yeah, absolutely. It's cheaper than most expansions for games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so cheap. I Yeah, I'm with you. Like, must own. I This doesn't sit on my table, but it's like, it's at the front of my shelf. Like, because it, get, it gets grabbed a lot. So it doesn't, it doesn't stay on my table like other games do. But this is up there. Like, this is one of those games that... I think everyone should have and it doesn't matter if someone in your group has it because like it's so cheap just buy it because you're gonna you'll play with other people unless you literally don't play with anyone else and you only play with that one person ever sure then you maybe don't need it if they have it but if you literally play with anyone it's worth having it's one of those games as you know a collector i guess of board games i don't know if i class myself as a collector but like we don't have enough. Yeah, I have a lot. Maybe together, not... we'd have a collection. Yeah, but like, it's one of those games that you don't see on collections often, like you said. Like, people don't know about this game. Like, I don't know why they don't know about these, but like, it's so fun. So, so different. F- so fun. So, like, it's one of those games that's super cheap, easy to get, in stock online, hard to go and pick it up in store, but super easy to get to your house. And it's one of those games that people haven't seen. So, if you play with a with group over and over and over again, this is different and fun. It's a yeah. To quote you, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a no-brainer. 
we're not sponsored by them, but they better see. <laughs> Thunderworks? Yeah, <laughs> Thunderworks is going to see an, in, an a crazy spike in sales because <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> As they should. And I probably should eventually just... I should message them about the big box and see if that's an option. Or I, I think they'd be cool about it. Or I'm it. just going to buy it and then I'm going to buy it. Just ask them. Just ask them, like, hey, Cause it I have comes... this. I have your expansions. I want the big box. Can I just buy that from you without all the other stuff? Yeah, because it comes with 20 color pencils. Oh, now you're talking. It comes with <laughs> three of the map packs. Wait, 20? Yes, four sets of five colors. So... I guess that works. Yeah, yeah. That we works. said six earlier, but I think I think five it is, is actually five. correct. It comes with three map packs, so that's ten bucks a piece for the map packs, and I'll it comes it. with the mini expansion. Do you want skills. to know the photographer's <laughs> <laughs> uh, So it comes with skills also, which I think is ten bucks, or maybe it's eight bucks or something because that one's even smaller. But so it's a good deal. even without needing heroes, you still get a good deal on the box itself. But if they want to take ten bucks off and give me the box, I would be happy about that too. <laughs> And I just need to finally buy Lockout, the prison game or something. I think that looks similar but different enough. And then it looks like something that my wife and I both love true crime. And so trying to play a prison game sounds fun to me. But that's all I have for photographers. Yeah, me too. You can find our page on Instagram at Instagram.com slash where is the rulebook or email us at whereistherulebook at gmail.com. And don't forget to like or subscribe on however you're listening to us today. Give us any sort of ranking, any words in there help us. And for our question this week, what is your favorite travel game? That go that game that you grab whenever you go anywhere. If it's a trip or maybe it's a dinner party. Like what game are you grabbing to have with you? Or tell us what you had for lunch or dinner. I don't care. Joe doesn't care. We're going to look at them. We're going to laugh. But if you put something in there, it helps us in the rankings so other people find us. Uh, and like I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, this episode and all of season two will be sponsored by Lantern Games, a local game store in Traverse City, Michigan. They do have an amazing website. They do ship uh, for lantern.games is their website, which is super cool. It's not a .com. I think it's really cool. It's a .games. Also from their website, or if you go into the store, if you use the discount code RULEBOOK, you will receive 10% off, and that includes online purchases or, like I said, in-store purchases. So you can check out their website. You can uh, get a game sent to you or some magic cards or whatever else you might be looking for, and you get to save 10% by using the discount code RULEBOOK. Uh, but I think all of these games that we've talked about, all the games that we're going to talk about are owned by either Joe or myself, or in many cases, both of us. Uh, so they're not sponsored game reviews or anything. And last but not least, huge shout out to John Ransom for making our theme song. And if you liked our theme song as much as we both do, check out Jack Pine uh, for more music with John is slapping bass for them. Um, and check out their newest album, Embers, on Spotify streaming today. Thanks for playing. <laughs>